Guardian Unlimited. Small world. The Hackle! I love what you've done with the curtain, club. I'm the worst Eminem tribute act in the world today. I don't look like him, act like him, or sound like him in any way. Hello! That was Joanna Neary. More from her later. We're Brian and Lucy, your podcast guides to the Edinburgh Festival. For today's heckle, we've pitched up at the Elephant House, where I've just heard that J.K. Rowling started writing her first ever Harry Potter book. She absolutely did, and they also do really nice cakes. So on today's show, you can expect the following. Uh, some endamami. Sex change. An older lady. Netball. <laughs> now, the Guardian have been feeding us up incredibly well. Speak for yourself, Lucy. <laughs> well, yesterday, entirely by chance, as I was heading out for dinner, who should I bump into... Oh my lord, look I, who it is! Oh, hey, Lucy Porter. Hi, Bill Nicol, yeah, fancy nice. seeing you here. You don't eat sushi, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, we happen to be outside a sushi restaurant. Should we, we, should we, we go and well, do some Japanese food? I'd love to have some Japanese food. I'll get the door. Thank you, sir. Now, I was hanging around outside the sushi bar for no apparent reason. Yeah. Uh, why, why were you there? My show that I'm doing at The Stand this year has got a bit of a Japanese theme. Oh, very nice. It's called, it's, so? called, it's called Hero Worship, and it's Hero, uh, H-I-R-O. Mm-hmm. And it's about As in a, the character from what? It's a Japanese guy that I met. I met this guy after a gig at the 100 Club. He was crying, and he was by himself. Most people often do after your gigs. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I make them all cry. <laughs> To make him feel better, I gave him my name and my phone number on a piece of paper and I went home. My flatmates been to Tokyo and said, oh, if you give a Japanese person your name and number, they, they, they definitely use it because it's seen as an insult in their culture to, to, not, to not follow, to be given something and not use it. So he called the next day and I invited him to stay for a couple of days and he was there for about five weeks and just wouldn't leave and refused to leave and decided well he decided that I was his destiny and I got a little bit obsessed with him oh I'm going to order food shall I go first can I have the yakisoba please can we get some pickled ginger as well could I have yakitori I'd like a duck and leek and a pin corn some endamami I would like a California roll and a mixed tempura, please. Not lost your appetite then, Phil? No, I, want, no I, need, I need to eat, and since it's on The Guardian. So you haven't actually been to Japan? Oh, no, I was... I You've never visited Hero? In, where does he live in Japan? In Sapporo, okay. which is the fifth largest city in Japan. Uh-huh. It's like coming, coming from uh, Liverpool. Okay. It's a Japanese cow, so... It's a Japanese. So how have you avoided, though, just sort of stereotypical Japanese... Um, I don't know. Well, I think it's a real character. It's the same way I do an impression of my mother. I do an impression of Craig Campbell, a Canadian guy. I do an impression of his girlfriend, Susie Craig. I'm not actually being racist in doing that accent. Here it comes. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Tuna roll. Yeah, I'll get a And a miso soup. Miso. Miso. Thank you. Miso. The joke's right there, isn't it? Be so horny. There you go. Yeah. Right. Racist. <laughs> you teed it up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I just knocked it. In. Racist. <laughs> it is. Oh, I see. The the cast from Breaking Morant are in the restaurant having a cast dinner that I wasn't. Oh, <laughs> so I wasn't. Was oh, guys, so I wasn't invited to your little Breaking Morant Japanese sushi party. Well, sorry, but this cast and then the director. This is 
is Brendan Burns heckling. It's nice to see comedians being heckled in the restaurant. Yeah, by, other, by other comedians. <laughs> so that's of course, for Breaking Morant, which is a play that you've directed yes, with your it is, comedian indeed. stage There's company. not a single Japanese person in it. Although <laughs> yeah. there is someone doing a bad Dutch accent. Is okay. he a racist? Is it racist? We, is it racist? Thank you very much for sparing some time in your very busy day. You know, I hope that uh, you enjoyed my little chat with the busy people. Thanks, Lisa. Well, Phil Mickle junkies who are looking for another fix can read my interview with him, which is in G2 today. Uh, we received a heckle from, a, from an older lady who simply said, Very offensive. <laughs> <laughs> to which there is no correct response. Really. So, Brian, we heard a little bit of Joanna Neary at the start of the show. You've been to see her show this year, haven't you? I have indeed. What was it like? Well, she's a character comedian who's been doing the rounds for a few years. She's come back this year with a show which includes some of her uh, characteristically batty character types and some pretty sweet songs and some extracts from a diary she wrote when she was a teenager. This is my actual diary from the 1980s. It's got the original stickers on it. I'm not going to waste good stickers on a prop. Um, this diary is called Joanna Neary, My Diary, Private. Keep out, full stop, please, full stop. Well, when I read from this diary, I do a Cornish accent. It's not because I'm doing a Cornish character. It's because I grew up in Cornwall, and I used to be Cornish. <laughs> <laughs> 9th of January, 1985. At school, it was games first, and we did netball. I got the ball eight times. <laughs> Each time, I ruined the game. <laughs> Well, she's done really well. She was nominated for the Perrier Best Newcomer, I think, two years ago. And everyone's saying her show this year is brilliant. She's also in Sarah Kendall's uh, show at the Assembly Rooms. So she's a busy lady. No, I think she's good. I don't think this show is anything to get too excited about, but I think it's a really easy to enjoy show. And uh, yeah, I like what she does. So do I. My name's Tim Key, and I'm going to read from my book. It's called 25 Poems, 3 Recipes and 32 Other Suggestions, and Infantry. Tom, do you mind, um, I've got a guitarist who's just going to play under some of them. Um, obviously the, the guitarist... I didn't come with the book, if you... If you want guitar under it, you'll have to obviously ask your, um... I don't know... Your guitarist, get your guitarist to do it. It's the first poem. Poem 179, just to give you a flavour. Nicola arranged her feathers and waited for the judges. This year, she muttered, please, this year. That's the first one, they're quite short. But are you stopping? I can carry on. Yeah. Another poem. This one's 274. I didn't know how to respond. Be happy about her sex change or throw my soup on her. So Tim, we've just had some poems and miscellany from your new book, yeah. which is coming out this week, but you're also doing a, a show at the Fringe in which poetry is involved as well. Yes, the show is um, called The Slut in the Hut, unfortunately, and it's gonna be uh, some poems and also hopefully some swimming but we haven't because there's been a mix up with the venue we haven't done the swimming in it yet I thought there'd be a pool but there's not a pool So what turned you on to poetry? I just started writing poems just little ideas sort of sounds arrogant if you say masterpieces but they're sort of um, 
little three and four line treats really. So do you think, is this the start of a, a lifetime's commitment to high culture? Actually I think it's probably the end. I mean I've done poetry now for about a year. I've stopped writing them and um, I've now got the book out and doing this Edinburgh show and um, I think that might be me actually after that. As I say I'm sort of moving on, I'm writing a play so I'm previewing that this year because the show was finished quite early and was quite insubstantial so I've started to press on a bit with next year's show. So I have a preview of next year's show in the, in the show. Uh, this next poem is poem 263. Websey, my vole, has been stolen. My only hope is that he's been stolen by someone who's owned a vole with Websey's unique catalogue of respiratory problems before. Now you're intending that your playwriting career should be as fleeting and insubstantial as your poetic career? I'm not intending that, no, but I can sort of see it going a similar way. I mean, the play I've written is very poor. I've heard that Nicholas Heitner from the National Theatre is up scouting for new plays. He was in last night. We did the play and he sort of broke down and said that he couldn't... What's that? Swimming? Well, yeah, he was upset there was no swimming, but also... He was crying and being sick and it was a bit unfortunate really, wasn't it? Well, there you have it, a bona fide exclusive for the heckle. Nicholas Heitner in floods of tears yeah. on the Edinburgh Fringe. Ah, the lovely Tim Key there. That's it for today. Do keep sending us your heckles. Mark Bernstein has emailed us at podcasts at guardian.co.uk to tell us of one time when he was in the comedy cellar in New York. So this guy walks in late and the compere shouts at him, you're late. And the punter, he responds, Well, we were told you'd be off by now. Boom, boom. Also, check out some of The Guardian's other fringe coverage, including 24 hours in Edinburgh through the lens of Dan Chung. Until tomorrow. Bye-bye. Guardian Unlimited.